Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 17 of The Story Studio with your hosts, Luke Condor and Daniel Wilcox and Ben Arrington. Oh yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Welcome to the Story Studio, a podcast where an independent publishing company explores the world of self-publishing, independent art, and the future of storytelling. My name is Ben Errington, and I'm joined by uh, Luke Condor with a K. Oh, <laughs> Daniel Wilcox. That's beautiful. It sounds great in the Bristolian accent as well. I yeah, enjoyed- I could have dialed the Bristolian a little bit more if I knew that was what you're into, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> Were you trying to get a bit more neutral? I was trying to, but it's it's impossible. Almost. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible, my babber. <laughs> <laughs> I like your accent, Ben. It's lovely. Yeah, I, I wish I had it's more a... of an accent. I think I've got a pretty nondescript accent now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fairly... It's not, I don't know, queen speak, but neither is it, you know, slum chum. It's kind yeah. of in the middle. <laughs> when, I, when I go to Mansfield, I do pick up some more Mansfieldian style... Like I start calling like water water and man. That's not a thing. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> is that the That's number not the one? Thing unless you're an angry that... Frenchman and you're asking for mal water. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. I just wanted to say his name. Yeah, <laughs> no real reason. So today we are discussing. Well, we 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 can't stop talking about Black Mirror. Like in every episode, I think we had to get in a bit of a Black Mirror section. So I think today we decided we're going to get it all out. We're going to pick at it until it's until we're fully bled. Does pick at the scab, yeah. Until it's all horrible and under our fingernails. Yeah. It's the only way we'll heal. It's the only way we'll get over it. Exactly. And there'll there be a beautiful go. scar in the shape of a golden mirror. Lovely. Why not? Um, good life. <laughs> so, what have we been up to? I guess. It's just, it's pretty late on Sunday night. This is the latest we've ever done a podcast, I think. Yeah, I'm ready for bed, guys. You guys, which is weird. The last Christmas. time, last time Ben was on, it was the earliest we've recorded one. Yeah, I'm just we breaking should, records should... all over the place. <laughs> we should go even earlier next time. Yeah, we should do like a four o'clock episode. Oh, that would be yeah. interesting. Should we do one like in the middle of the night? That'd be good. Can we yeah. just whisper the entire thing? It'd be like a <laughs> sleepover party, but podcast sleepover podcast party. <laughs> You say whisper the entire thing while well, I can ASMR video. <laughs> ASMR video. Yeah. Welcome to the Story Studio, the podcast for an independent publishing company. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it makes, no. me, it makes me quite I, sleepy. I thought it was going to be all right, but that creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me goosebumps, but not the good type. Yeah. Aww. Ooh, like that. <laughs> it should remind me of an advert as well. I don't know what advert it is. Barrett Suspenses? Uh, maybe. This isn't any Parma ham. This is the luxurious 
delicious suck your fingertips parma ham whatever that one sounds delightful have you uh dan let me just guess what you've been up to you've been editing some novel you are correct yes and um i am tentatively saying that tomorrow will be the last day of edits to which i'm quite excited um yeah and then we can kind of crack on and get on to the the third draft which is boy just as exciting um (laughs) (laughs) but no it's good because i think as we've said before with the process we're doing at the minute i think we get to a point where we bleed a story dry on an edit on a plan on the original right and then but by the time it comes to us being ridiculously bored and sort of you know pushing it away from the plate we're ready just to swap and we can go back to the other story oh yeah feel something's fresher as well when you swap yeah yeah and i've not read lazarus it well since i first wrote it which was a couple of months ago now so a lot of it is still a lot of it's been pushed out by they remain it's quite it's quite different it's a romantic comedy now oh fantastic um, yeah I felt like it was missing that. Yeah. Maybe like a Swiss romantic comedy. Erotica, sorry. It's full on erotic. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what you need when you're writing a story about a 13 year old boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God. It's a coming of age oh. tale. Uh, a coming of age. A coming tale, you could say. <laughs> this, has got, this got really dark. Yeah, sorry. I mean, coming um, of age. Um, <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> no, I'm really uh, excited to finish it. Um, like I was saying just before we were recording, I've got a couple more bits. So once I've got to the end, I'll go back and just quickly iron over. And then, yeah, it's it's looking in good shape. It's sitting comfortably at around 57,000 words. Um, yeah, and then we'll be moving on to the next thing. So I'm excited to get that pushing along. Cool, cool. That's um, exciting. That sounds good. What about mm. you, Ben? Uh, so we've been at, we've, our El Marvo project is taking a nice jump forward. Yeah, um, it has. It has indeed. It's been exciting seeing it all sort of like come to life. Yeah, what, a bit overwhelming as well, I think, because uh, it looks great. Yeah, we, so we've had the so in the minute we just put into it like the pitch package together. So we're putting the five pages together, and we um, have had the five pretty much finished pages back from the artist. Um, I think we're going to go over now. We've seen it out. We we sort of can see where. Like the script needs a bit of tinkering, like the, the yeah, dialogue yeah. and the narration boxes. Um, I think that was to be expected, to be yeah. honest. I, I did kind of think a few bits might need tweaking, yeah. a few bits might need adding as well. Because I've noticed there's a few panels which look a bit, a bit naked. light. Yeah, a bit, a bit light. Isn't it? Like I was reading um, uh, some 2008 stuff, which I'll go on to in the in my big whip. But like they're really dense. Like, and I've kind of realised how light our script was yeah. compared to theirs. But it's all part of the process. If, if, if we're thinking about it, on page one, we can do a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. We yeah, can have loads, loads of there. space. Yeah, yeah. Again, it is, quite, it is quite sparse. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Because stuff like uh, uh, like Watchmen, when you go back to it, you realise just how much these absolutely huge blocks of text and, you know, all the all the dialogue, people are, people are really, you know. Yeah. I think I was worried because every time I've like seen advice, they've, they've always said to uh, don't go crazy with the dialogue and the, and the text because you can quickly overwhelm a reader uh, and you can like, you can yeah. cover the art, but I think we've maybe been a bit too. Yeah. Sparse. I think we've got a hell of a lot of room to play with now, which is going to be yeah. good. And then hopefully that'll give us a little bit of an idea of what to include in the, in the future, in the future yeah. pages for the first issue. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, but it's all a sort of like uh learning curve, isn't it? It does look fantastic as well. It's really exciting to actually, because I'm, I'm still kind of, 
I guess, bear to the idea that I don't know a lot of the cogs that are turning in the background. I only see sort of the artwork and, and the pages they drip, but it is looking pretty incredible already. Yeah, and that headshot. That, that, that front the, cover. The, oh, yeah, the front cover looks amazing, yeah. yeah. The, the headshot in there is pretty beautiful, I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The addition of the sound effect kind of just took it to took yeah. it to the next level, really, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's quite exciting because you've had like visual stuff made before, but this is the first time I've ever had comic ideas put down on onto an actual panel by panel page. It's quite nice to see it. Yeah, yeah, it is a good sort of like it's exciting when you get that sort of like uh, inbox when you get the little notification on the inbox. You know, you got an image to look at. It's like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring it on. Have you showed it to anyone yet? Other than Hawking Cleaver people? No, I don't think I have. No, no, I haven't. Not yet. I think I've showed it to, a bit to Cat. But, yeah, a um, bit. Just flashed it, like, there you go, that's all you get. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I, don't know how she, I don't know how she'll feel about the more brutal elements of it. <laughs> mm. she, she's not so much into that, but I am. So <laughs> <laughs> It's my book. <laughs> yeah. There you uh, go. So I guess I've, I've just... My, been doing the same thing as Ben there, and also been doing the same thing as Dan with the editing of the novel. Uh, I'm a little bit behind though. I'm at 55k, <coughs> but I've got like another 15k to edit. What so. what round? Oh, did you say you're on round three of edits at the moment? Round two, right? still round two. Round two, round two. Okay. Yeah. And what's, and what's the title? What's the what? So we got Lazarus, and what's the title of the other one at the moment? Uh, we're between two, I think. I don't I don't yeah. think we've quite decided, have we, Dan? I no, not yet. I'm just going for they remain as a working title. Okay, in my head it's they rot, but they I'm I'm, I'm good either way really. Um, they remot. They remot. Yeah. <laughs> they remot. They rotain. Which one are you doing, Ben? And remain. Um, I quite like they rot. Uh, but then again, I don't know too much about the story, so yeah. I guess yeah, that's just literally going on the word alone. Because I think as I descri- as I mentioned last time, they remain just sounds like a <laughs> EU referendum, post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. Yeah. The rot, the rot is kind of the overarching link and yeah. will be between books. It is just, I guess, how we feel the vibe is from the first book. I mean, it could be they rot and then a subtitle <clears throat> sort of that describes it. But um, I guess I'll just get grab your opinion when you've sort of read through what I've done to yeah. see how you feel with it. Because it is, the rot is in there. It's just not half as heavy as it was. Yeah. So, bit of that's a good question. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yes. Have you two have you two had any like major disagreements regarding the stuff so far? Seeing as seeing as of the process you're writing, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! But... I, was for, I, was, I was hoping for like a little little bit of drama, a little bit of insight into the way you guys fight. work. No, no, I think we're both pretty relaxed. He wants numbers, and I wanted Roman numerals, <laughs> and I was all very mad. <laughs> I think we're fairly relaxed anyway. To like neither of us are ego maniacs. The neither, there's a neither of you, neither of you have like removed something that someone someone was really precious about then. Thing is, no. because we're swapping novels every time we go to the next section, you kind of just forget about the other novel for a while because yeah, you're yeah, so yeah. focused on the one you're working on. Um, and by the time we swap so, back, I'm, I would have forgotten so what, bits I would have been more precious about. So what you're saying is someone could have secretly got rid of something you're precious about, but you just <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I don't yeah. think I'm precious about much of anything of it at the minute. No, I think because it was, we were very accepting that, especially with the first draft. Anyway, the first draft, we it, it is just throwing up on paper and and 
hoping that something good comes out. But we said when we swapped over, like at the end of the day, nothing, nothing's precious. Do, mm. do what you feel because you're almost coming back as a reader into that story because yeah. you've seen the beats, but you've not seen the actual story come together. So I kind of, if you as a reader, as you're going through, feel like, hold on, that's a bit crap or that needs a bit more work. Then I feel like, you know, who's better in the seat to adjust it than the person reading it. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, guys, because I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want you guys falling out, you know? I know. We've got a long journey to go yet, and it might be... <laughs> when, when it comes to books two and three, we might want very different things. <laughs> Maybe the sticker. The sticker's going to be the title. You're going to come You're going to come to blows over yeah. the title. Yeah. I, I hope. I, I think I would cave quicker. So whichever one you want to go with, Dan, really. Because <laughs> um, uh... Dan is pushy. Dan is pushy. <laughs> I'm awful. <laughs> Um, we you, you come up with all the titles so far, anyway. So you're you seem to have a better head for Thanks. like Lazarus with your idea. I've had no complaints with my head. No, it's a big one. <laughs> um, so oh. she wanted to tell people. Uh, <laughs> should we tell people like how many books we're planning on doing in these for next year, or is that too soon? No, let's do it. Let's be ambitious. So we want to release these books and a total of a total of six books next year. So three in each, in each universe. Um, wow. Jesus. And potentially that will close one of them anyway, because yeah. so far I'm thinking one of them will be a trilogy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Which one are you thinking? I don't think we discussed it, but I think... I think we did. Lazarus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So mm. Lazarus, it feels more like a trilogy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting, actually, because I was thinking about this today. So I've been listening, and I said this in one of my previous big whoops, been listening a lot to the Hamilton soundtrack been learning a lot about the American Revolution, which features quite heavily in the beginning of that book. And now when I go back to it, I'm thinking maybe there'll be some bits that I'll want to, to sort of colour it oh, with. Oh, cool. I'd... Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I did a shocking amount of research, really. <laughs> I did you watch that YouTube video at... I sent you? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of it. <laughs> that, was, that was the extent of my research. Like, there are red coats and there are blue coats. Confederates? Uh, people? Yeah, them. Yeah, I had to Google some things. I had no idea about the Civil War. Um, yeah. Right, Wikipedia. Should we, should we go on to the yeah, but yeah, it was Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> should we go on to our big whoops for the week? Oh, what a big whoop! Yes, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Has anyone got one? I've got yeah. one. <laughs> okay, cool. I've got one. Okay, I did. I didn't think of one, and now I've suddenly thought of one. Um, I'm, I've started watching a, t- a TV show on on Netflix. I think it's like seven parts. Mm? Uh, it's called Top of the Lake. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this. You heard of this? No, I no. Confused faces. Uh, yeah, I, I was recommended it probably about a year ago by by a work colleague, um, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I was a bit like feeling a bit lazy, didn't really want to hunt it down too much. And suddenly, bang, appears on Netflix. It's like a it's like a crime thriller sort of uh, drama set in. I'm pretty sure set in New Zealand, although I've seen about, I've, I've only seen three episodes, and no one's actually said where they are. I keep going, just say. I'm literally going by accents, so I'm pretty sure it's New Zealand. Yeah. Is, it, set... is it important to know? What's uh, the what's the what's the countryside like? Is it well? There's like there's like a there's there's like yeah yeah exactly. It's very New Zealand. I was okay. just I was yeah. just, I was still confused. There's like a Maori guy who like turns up as well. So I was like, right, okay, it's definitely New Zealand, but still not confirmed hundred <laughs> percent. My uh, my New Zealand accents. I'm literally going by Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I was, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, do these guys sound like Flight of the yeah. Concords? Uh, basically, it stars uh, Elizabeth Moss, who was in Mad Men. If you remember, I've not seen any of Mad Men. All uh, right, she was. I've I've not. I've seen a little bit of Mad Men. I think she was like a secretary to John Ham's character, possibly. Mm. She the redhead. 
No, that's 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 Christina Hendricks, isn't it? Maybe all right. So if she was the receptionist, Elizabeth Moss was someone else. Okay. Um, quite a, quite a petite lady with like uh like a bob haircut, maybe. Oh um, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Basically, yeah. it's like a it's like a crime thriller where she is a police detective in sort of like rural uh, New Zealand. Everywhere's rural, is it not? Um, and it's it's a story. It's a story of a girl who like attempts suicide, and then goes missing. Um, she's twelve, and she's pregnant. Hmm. So basically, just starts unraveling all this really dark, sort of like crazy, horrible sort of stuff. Um, I can't really go into it too much without sort of spoiling it. But yeah, it's sort of it's it's about trying to hunt down this girl, and then encountering all these different all these different characters along the way. And it's just it's really really well written. And this uh, sort of like draws you right in. Like I, saw, I probably watched about ten minutes, and I was already like hooked. Is it quite like cool. a, a dark thing? Is it like um, there's that other Netflix mystery killer thing set in the US? Um, is, is it is it dark? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Um, but Good. but I think there's some really interesting characters. Like there's a there's a dude in it. I don't know if you've ever seen the Paddy Considine film Tyrannosaur. No, I, re- I really want to watch that as well. Is it the same guy or? Um, the the old dude, the the old Scottish dude, is yeah. like the main character in that, is in this as like a sort of bit, a pretty nasty dude. So uh, yeah, he was he's a pretty good character. Holly Hunter is in it as well, as sort of like a, a leader of I want to say a cult, but it's almost like a women's refuge type thing. Women's refuge slash cult. Who sort of it gets involved in sort of what, it, but it's just sort of really sort of like uh, interweaving like narratives and like really all really well written characters and just I recommend it. It's uh it's cool. good. It reminds me it... I've just I've yeah. just uh got my Netflix thing back up. With and the price has gone up to seven pounds forty nine. Yeah. That's a horrible that must have been a Disgusting. that must have been a shock for you, Luke. Are you all right? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll get over it, I think. Yeah. There's one less coffee a month. Yeah. Uh yeah, sounds good, man. I'll oh. check it out, I think. Um, we need yeah, check out. to watch. So. It's a, it's a, it's a few, it's a few years old, but I think they've confirmed that there's going to be a follow up, which I think comes out next year. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's only like, as I said, it's only like seven, seven hour long episodes. Cool. So, just, yeah. What about my, you uh, yeah, my big whoop uh, is actually two, two trailers released today, yesterday, yesterday. Um, one for The Last of Us Two, which very. I'm not sure how I feel about it because The Last of Us 1 was such a well-rounded game in every aspect and it kind of blew most of the games that I've played before out of the water in terms of the story was phenomenal, the gameplay was ace, the the concepts kind of lent a new lease of life to a, an otherwise saturated zombie genre mm. um, and just did a fantastic job and it kind of felt like it didn't need a part two. Is, is it um, just because it's the same characters? Like, would you have preferred a new set of characters and a new story set in the same world. No, I think the I think having the characters in it again is good because you you really connect with Joel and Ellie and it's that it's their relationship that you kind of grow accustomed to and, and learn to love. Um I I, I don't know what it is like I played the DLC was good. Um maybe a bit too short but it was good. But yeah, I, I think I'm excited at because I'm excited because I trust them because they've done a fantastic job with the first one because um, Naughty Dog did a fantastic job with Uncharted series in general. They're good, they're fantastic storytellers. So I trust them to do well. I just don't well, know if we needed the second. Arguably, would you say that the, the, 
the sequel to Uncharted was much better than the first one. It was, wasn't it? Really? Do you think? Which one? The sequel to the sequel to Uncharted, so Uncharted Two. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, was better than the original. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. They 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 each got better each time. So yeah, I have faith that they'll do a good job. It's just I kind of I felt like I was felt like you know that was a box put to the side, but no, it'll be interesting yeah. to see. And then the second trailer was for Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Oh yeah. Which have you so guys cool. seen it yet? Yeah, yeah. It looks fun. They, I, I, there's something about mixing seventies and eighties power rock with sci-fi space battles that just yeah. gets your blood going around your body. Um, but and little yeah, baby I, yeah. Groot, yeah, they've got like they, the the callback scene where baby Groot's on uh, Rocket Raccoon's shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, just uh, a couple, loads of good bits of Drax in the uh, mm. in the in the trailers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, it just looks like it's gonna be another fantastic story. It's one of those that I don't know. I think I just I, I like Guardians because it's fun, and it's not even like I want to say oh it's just you know an average film. But in terms of like the effects and everything, it's all it's just a fantastic film, and it's so different to the other stuff that Marvel is bringing out. Yeah, that that it's quite refreshing. It's almost like sort of splashing your face with water after you watched the others. You know what I love the most about Guardians of the Galaxy series is. When you watch Star Wars and like other sci-fi space war films, like the skies are always kind of like, um, like the two tone. So you've got the black and the white stars. But God of the Galaxy, like every like scene of space is like a beautiful watercolor nebula mm. painting. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, every scene is beautiful. And I always think about the scene where in the first film where Peter's about to kiss Gamora, mm. and like uh, I can't remember what song's playing, but. And then you've got like a beautiful nebula in the background. It's always a really pretty, really nice scene. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's the, the the dialogue as well. The script is just fantastic. It's just, yeah. it's funny. It's witty. It does what it needs to do. There's not really, I, I don't think there was a point in Guardians 1 where I was like, I felt I was getting a bit bored. It was just constantly yeah. up and down in the right ways. And How do you, yeah. think, they're gonna, how do you think they're going to implement these characters in like uh, Infinity War? That will be interesting. If that's what's going to happen, that's going to be... That is going to be interesting. But I think you've also got in in sort of um, Civil War and all the others, you've got that element of fun in there anyway. And they seem to, as is the each film comes oh, yeah, out, they seem to be adding that comedy almost <coughs> almost to kind of match it. So I think there's just there's just yeah. going to be so much wit jostling for space. <laughs> we're, going know, to yeah. Tony, we're going to have Tony Stark, we're going to have Spider-Man, we're going to have yeah. Doctor Strange, <laughs> we're going to have all of the Guardians of the Galaxy characters, we're going to have Thor, we're going to have Hulk, it's just going to be Spider-Man. Well, assuming this is yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is it's going to be you know what I mean? It's going to be crazy. Your eyes are going to pop out and your lungs are going to bleed from laughing. It's just too much. That sounds like fun. Also, <laughs> uh, James Gunn's just put another trailer out for uh, the Batman oh, yeah, yeah. experiment, which I'm really looking forward to. Have you seen it, Dan? I haven't. So though. I think he wrote the film like years ago, but yeah. he never get it. Is made. he is it, is it is he not like uh, writer and producer on it? He didn't direct it, did he? He didn't direct this one. No, the director oh, right, is the okay. guy who directed Wolf Creek. Uh, uh, I don't know the, if it's the film or the TV show, but um, so the idea is that they're in an office, um, some new age, nice looking, modern office, and then the doors like lock, and there's a voice that says you need to kill someone in the office within. So much time and if you don't we'll go kill someone so it's got like a battle royale sort of feel to it but set in an office with like a it's a bit like office space meets battle royale okay yeah but it looks really cool um but james mm. gunn is a good writer he's a very i think i've liked most like 
Sliver was a really good script. I think that was really funny. If you ever saw that, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sliver was good. I, I, I didn't really know. I didn't really know James Gunn was involved in that for a long time. Yeah, and uh, super really dark, like oh, yeah. quite That's a funny cool. film. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I really like James Gunn. Yeah, I like him as well. He seems to have a good sort of like uh, track record so far. Yeah. Uh, so my big work. Bet. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, go. So, as you know, I've been trying to I've been writing some future shocks, which are like the 2000 AD. Um, like, it's the way to be, become a writer of 2000 AD. You have to like prove your metal by writing these short stories for them. And eventually, after you publish so many, they give you like they let you pitch on series and they let you do bigger stuff. So, I've got this book. It's called The Best of Future Shocks, and it's um, yeah, it's it's just a shitload of these short stories in black and white. A lot of them are really old, so like from the 80s, 70s, 80s. Uh, so it's Grant Morrison stories, Neil Gaiman stories. And these are stories they wrote before they were big, like before they mm. were like massive names. Like Neil Gaiman's like almost Huge. a household name, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the story, like they're kind of cheesy in a way. <laughs> like it's very much like... Um, that sort of old school seventies view of science fiction. So, and there, there are kind of like, uh, so there's like one story where I think it's one of P- Peter Milligan's stories. Um, so it's about, there was a bomb that went off on earth that has loads of destruction. So it had to go on the ground. And then you think it's been told from the perspective of a human. And then they say, now we're finally ready to come back out to the ground. And then the last panel is like a mole coming out of a hill, <laughs> like a hole <laughs> on the ground. It's just loads of little things like that. They're quite silly, quite stupid. Some of them, I would say, it's quite inspiring to see, like Neil Gaiman's stories. Some of them just aren't, they're good, but they're not, they're not great. I mean, we, no. we could, like, but it's inspiring <laughs> to see because, like, you saw where he sort of came from. Mm. Uh, so it's really nice to see. Um, and again, like, seeing how much, like, if you, if you, Ben, if you look at this, like, how much, like, text, I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah. Like compared to like our our El Marvo script so far, like it's just there's so there's so much text going on there. But um, it's good to see, <clears> and it's given me some ideas of how I'm going to do some of the future submissions. I, I don't know how far my my submission will get this first one I sent off, but I know how I can do better ones next time. That's the key. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Black Mirror. We should probably say this is going to be a spoilerific episode. <laughs> Spoilers coming at you. Yeah, there's no holding back. Would you guys? Have... <laughs> you taking your top off to get ready? Like, yeah, let's <laughs> get into this. <laughs> right. would, you say, would you guys say this is your favourite season? It's the only one I've watched. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in previous seasons it was kind of like, not I wouldn't say hit and miss, but I would say there there were sort of like two or three. Well, actually, I can't even remember how many episodes, how many episodes were in previous series. There's three, three episodes in each season. Oh, right, and then geez, all right, not two or three then. I mean, no. like one. One would sort of like jump out at you as being, yeah. as being like the best or the most, or the most, the one you talk about the most. Whereas I think with this one, every single episode kind of was was pretty amazing in its own right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty memorable. Like I wouldn't necessarily pick one out in this in this series that I'd say was was wasn't so good. I think they were all pretty awesome. I think they're all pretty awesome. I think there's one that's lacking a bit to, for me, for myself anyway. Um, I guess we'll find <laughs> out which one. Is. I've got like each episode written down. Should we just go through one by one and just see where we? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. 
Okay. Let's do it. So the first episode is the one called Nosedive, which I didn't realize, but Rashida Jones co-wrote it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, sort of a bit left field. Uh, so the who idea is... Uh, who did she co-write it with, sorry? Was it... Charlie Brooker and someone else. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. Uh, Lacey Pound lives in a world where both friends and strangers can rate your popularity out of five stars. Um, due to technology inside phones and standard smart lenses that display everyone's name and current rating, not only does this technology affect day-to-day lifestyle, but also affect social standing. Um, and then it sort of takes this very pleasant, nice woman, and it's sort of a, a destruction of a character tale, like we see a downfall. Um, would you say best favorite episode, least favorite episode? Whereabouts would you guys rate it? Um, I think after I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, that was amazing. But I think once I saw the others, it probably ranked ranked probably quite low for me but again that's just in comparison to some to some amazing episodes just because i think the the sort of the the dark route that it took wasn't you know it wasn't that that dark really was it but Um, yeah i don't it was a weird one to start with i probably would have picked a different episode to start this this was this was probably the first one where you could really tell how much money was going into this series yeah because (laughs) you you know everything they obviously had quite a large budget Obviously, not just having Bryce Dallas Howard involved, but just everything looked so clean. And some of the sets, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much of it was CGI, but... That was one of the things that amazing. stood out for me, yeah. The, the the quality of the actual entire episode is just sort of crystal clear. It's, I don't know if that's something, like you say, that they did digitally or whether that's they found those, those places. But mo- most of the other episodes, they seem to be set in darker locations or darker things happen whereas this one you've got sort of the blue skies you've got mm. the sort of suburban paradise it's yeah i always thought of black mirror as well as being sort of quite a british thing i felt like all the stories were kind of set yeah in the uk and this was probably the first one where it wasn't do you think, it almost do you think had like a bit of a... i think it almost had like a bit of a hollywood sheen like mm. over over it. sorry do you think they picked this one to like ease the american audiences into the world it's not it's not the darkest it's not what i would say is a standard black mirror episode in terms of how dark yeah. they get it has a if they one. if they did then the second one would be in stark contrast if you watch that first one and then go oh this is good on my watch the second black mirror yeah. you'll peel your eyes out but like it's more american it's a bit more hollywood mm. like ben said that the sheen's there um and Maybe it's sort of the social... on. no no you go on man Sorry. i was gonna say it sort of ends on a happy note i mean Kind of, in a way, yeah. Kind of terrible, but it's still positive. It's wholesome. I just think the whole, the entire premise of the episode, um, it it's just smart because you you can definitely see the world taking that direction where everything that you do is rated, and it's such an easy incentive to give people to go. You know, you have to work your way up in stars and be a good citizen, otherwise you can't have the things that you want. Yeah. And the idea of that is just it's one of those terrifying things where. I think with all of them, where it's so close to what could be reality that it kind of, you watch it and go, ha, this is entertaining, but also it plays in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like all of the Black Mirror episodes are kind of, they feel quite near future, don't they? They feel like, you know, no less than like a decade away, uh, really. And I think because social media and the way sort of how far it's come in the last, in the last few years, a lot is it's so relatable, especially mm-hmm. it's like rating people out of, you know the five star things and 
how people how people like to present themselves socially and stuff. It, it was it was quite it was definitely a very interesting episode. Yeah. yeah. What I mean, so you could pretty much tell what was going to happen quite early in the episode. Like you, you pretty much said it was going to be a story about this woman sort of falling down the star system. Like what what? Why do we like to see that? <laughs> what is it about us that like to watch people fail? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just. I think it's when people are sort of like striving to sort of present themselves as something that are kind of not. It's almost like a bit of a. It's it's quite fake, and I guess it's it's almost like uh, pres- I, I don't know, sort of presenting themselves as something they're not. So to see her to finally take that sort of fall. Yeah. was quite satisfying I guess I think it's relatable as well to just in terms of actual modern day things where you know people do get obsessed with the whole popularity thing even if it's not a star system but people will you know have thousands of followers on Instagram on Facebook on Snapchat they'll spend most of their time of their day doing these things to make these people they've never met like them in some way or to validate themselves and to watch a woman go from like a 4.2 down and just down and down and down to practically a zero and almost be free of that fake like it's not it's not even a real oppression it's a fake oppression that they put on themselves is yeah. that's quite close to home because there are a lot of people out there who really don't need to post pictures of themselves they get nothing from it so yeah <laughs> i mean i think you said dan like it's, I mean, it's not an original idea because, I mean, Meow Meow Beans in community, this is the exact same <laughs> meow thing. Meow But maybe not as dark or as real. But um, Yeah, they had a shorter time frame to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode. I, I, the ending was, was um, I don't, you know, because a lot of like in the in the previous seasons of Black Mirror, uh, there's normally like a big cathartic speech where like one of the characters will just like, it would be, they'll pretty much be possessed by Charlie Brooker for like two minutes and they'll just sort of rant and rant and rant. And I thought this was a good one, but it wasn't quite up there with some of the, the rants from season one and two. Mm-hmm. But um, it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. How many how, how many stars would you rate this this exchange we're having right now? <laughs> <laughs> five out of five, mate, of course. One. Uh, I'll give you four. <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, you, know, you can actually rate yourself for anyone interested. If you go on like rate.me.com or something, there's actually the there's an engine that it, I don't know if it actually does. It says it scans your social media profile and gives you what your social rating would be through that system. So I got, I think I did it with them um, because I've got like an alias online for games and stuff, and then I've also got my name. And I think my name got like a three point four, and my alias got a four point four. Nice. That's pretty. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. Mm. And so we should find out what... rate each other who have given it a go. And I don't know if it affects it, but some of the, uh, find the out marketing find out what it is pretty so cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I did it as well. I think I got three point four or something. Oh, it's is, it called, is it called rate dot me or share dot me? Or yeah, something? something like that. Yeah. It's gone. Rate I think yeah. it says it's no longer available. Ah, yeah. oh, is that ah. the people taking the heart? Yeah, it must be. I'm gonna find it. There we go. <laughs> you found it? No, I haven't. I think it's just gone now. Maybe, oh. maybe it was actually a real system, and people were like, "Shit, this shouldn't be a thing." Yeah. Shut yeah. I just googled it, and uh, apparently there is actually going to be like a not like a marketing app, but there is going to be one called People P E E P L E, 
which is going to be a, a similar thing. Do you yelp for humans? Yeah. I think I've seen sort of low lowbrow things on where people just put up websites where people basically just rate people they've had sex with <laughs> and put it online. That's like a genuine thing. Have you ever been um, on ratemypoo.com? <laughs> I have. I have. I think, I think every uh, English person who went through like secondary school has yeah, yeah, yeah. has been on ratemypoo.com. It's just one of those websites that you just send people on. It opened my eyes to a whole new degree of feces. There's quite a few rate my rate my uh, websites as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. We don't go to them. <laughs> but yeah, when you compare the the first episode to the second one, because I watched my partner's quite um, squeamish with horror stuff, mm. and I watched that first episode. When I finished watching it, I was like, actually, Black Mirror's not that because I came into the season three just new. And I was like, actually, it's not that bad. It's got, there was nothing scary in it, really. Yeah. And then I was actually very thankful that I watched the second episode when she wasn't home because the whole idea of, just in general, the whole idea of augmented reality, but then the sort of direction it leads at the end is absolutely insane. Yeah. So, so, so. so yeah. So, so, so some nice American audiences have watched episode one and go, this is pretty good. It's not, it's quite nice, actually. <laughs> it's not bad. Then I go on to episode two, which is called Playtest. Which is my, mm-hmm. I, I just love this episode. I just absolutely love it. Um, so the idea is the the little synopsis says Cooper, a man who lives with his mother, leaves home to travel the world. He keeps ignoring his mother's calls, uh, which is important. Feeling unable to connect to her, following his father developing early onset Alzheimer's and dying. Uh, so he's in London. Shortly after, shortly before he's trying to get home, he needs some money. He could just accept the call from his mum, uh, but decides to take one of these jobs off this website and ends up becoming a game tester. Uh, and it sort of goes crazy from there. But it's a lovely job. Yeah. This is, I don't know. I just love this episode. Like I think there's something uh, so horrific about the idea of something being, it's, it's got a body horror element. So there's something inside mm. your body that's using your own fears against you. It's, it's for me, it just, it just creeps me out completely. Yeah. It's messed up. This is probably this is what got to be the most messed up one, right? Mm. And it's again, it's not too far off what is already happening because there's a new game coming out. I can't remember what, and it is a VR game that it uses your habits and the way that you play against you. So if you're like a person that is slow and walks up to places really quietly because you're scared, it starts to understand that and leaps out at you. But conversely, if you run into things, it will find places to hide. And we'll use that against you to scare you. Yeah. So that is like a genuine thing that's happening. And then, yeah, the idea of, well, when when it first starts and he goes into that room and he's playing with that gopher, I just thought that was freaking awesome. It's just playing whack-a-mole with an actual real gopher. And when they're actually scaling up the, the level of detail. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, I, I, so I like horror films and horror games and stuff, but there are some games that I just find like, extremely terrifying. And if you mix that in with like VR, which we're getting now, um, I know like they're, they're saying in VR testing, they're having to make some games less scary because they're truly like, and like army games less real because they're, they're going to give people PTSD. Like, and if you imagine like this whole idea of you being in the house and it looks like there's things actually there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's, it's just, I, I just can't get over this episode. Um I think it's the part where like he handles it well to begin with, and you can see him going, "Ah, you're fake," and he's touching, he's putting his hand through it. Yeah. Um, but then it is that part where you start going, 
like what is actually real which and, and it does it does trick you into questioning how far it's gone this episode wouldn't be half as good if if the actor wasn't as convincing as he is when he when he's like truly terrified you are completely with him yeah, yeah. is the, is the actor kurt russell's son i heard someone say that really that's true yeah, well, his name's Wyatt Russell, so... I am. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure it's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, okay, he's yeah, pretty he, convincing, because yeah. he, he did the sort of, like, relatable, fun-loving guy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. sort of quite well yeah and uh and then when you genuinely start getting freaked out you were like oh jesus christ yeah, yeah there are there are a few bits especially when when the girl that he'd sort of slept with yeah um sort of comes into the house you're kind of with him you're like where's she come from what's she doing here like what, what the hell what the hell's going on and then she tries to kill him you're like oh jesus yeah that bit where she forces him down onto the knife yeah, yeah. it went through me pretty <laughs> pretty bad yeah but, yeah, um, yeah. I think especially because they're saying you shouldn't be able to feel it. And he's like, well, I fucking can. It's... Because you do start going in experiments like that. How far will it go? Because, I mean, essentially it could. If it can make you see things, why wouldn't it be, a- be able to make you feel things? And then at that point, without ripping it out, how far mm. into your system does it go? It's... So um, Kevin Kelly, who's like a, a futurist, who he is, was the editor of Wired magazine, He's, he said... Um, in the future, we'll go to a point. At the minute, we're like we're in an internet of, um, information, so we've got instant access to any information we need. But in the future, with VR and maybe AR at some point, we'll be in an internet of experience. He says it's very easy to trick your body into feeling things that you're seeing and experiencing. Um, my friend Dom, he works in like VR stuff, and he said he was doing uh, a VR test when he had a like a a photorealistic room that he was walking around in and he reached out and took something and he accidentally took something in the, in his in a physical room at the same time. And it said it's, it felt so real to him at that moment. It felt like he was actually inside that world. And it's oh just so gosh. easy to trick your body into believing you're actually there. So if you're making mm-hmm. horror games with the zombies and resident evil AR, whatever it would be like, I can't, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to play it. I don't think it would, it would, it would kill me. Like, I played the um... attacks and stuff. Yeah, I played the Sony VR, the PlayStation one, and there's um just a, a demo thing where you're on a luge going down the street and you're sort of racing about. And I'm sat on the chair in the, in this guy's living room just with this VR headset on, and just without thinking, I found myself just starting to recline and just straighten my body. And then as you kind of go down and lift over a jump, your belly goes with it. Yeah. You, you're literally <laughs> not moving, but your belly does that whole like, and it's yeah. just the weirdest thing to feel that knowing that you're still. You might, yeah, your mind is quite powerful. 
I um I, th- I could have done with another half an hour of in the house, like building up yeah, yeah. To, the, to the ending. I think it, it kind of ramped that tension up a bit more. Maybe even less at the beginning. I, I, yeah. I think they needed all that stuff though because it's there was a lot of montage for travel though. Yeah. It kind of like unraveled quite quickly. I think you kind of like got in there, and it, rather than rather than being given time to sort of like amp up the tension, it kind of like went bang, 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 and then sort of unraveled quite quickly. So yeah, it did feel a little bit insane. Yeah, I um. So there's like three endings, I think, from mm. serves. So the first ending is where his mind starts to wipe itself or something. So he starts forgetting who he is. I found that ending absolutely terrible. That was the worst ending for me. Um. And then, and then yeah, the yeah. way the way the, the game design is just like, sorry, like he just apologizes so nonchalantly, like as if it's just someone had a bad experience playing the game. It's, yeah, he's, he's ruining his life, but yeah. And then, and then yeah. the real ending. I, I think this is like perfect, Charlie Brooker. So, the idea of uh, like the emotional ending of he should have just should have called his mum back. He should have just answered the phone. Because it's the phone interference that ruins the the upload of the AI yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, so the idea that it's quite poetic in the sense that he should have just answered, it, should have just called his mum back. But mm. it's also kind of like like it's got that Charlie uh, Brooker black humor of it's just phone interference that that's the reason like he had this horrible death basically. Yeah, that lasted like zero point zero one seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you watch his entire half hour, well, forty, no, an hour episode. But he's probably in the house for what, like half an hour, and you just go, "Oh, so none of that was a thing." <laughs> yeah. What yeah. did everybody think of the crazy face, human face spider dude? It's cool. I like, <laughs> I like that it didn't quite look real. Like, but then yeah. when the woman came in, it made her feel a lot more real. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it's cool good. because you knew that something was going to come. But then it was also that part where I found it quite funny that it will jump out and then just be there. So you have that initial scare, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, wave. <laughs> Sp- Spider face dude looked. It reminded me of someone out of Dead Space. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was a bit like, oh god, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a, imagine a VR version of Dead Space. Yeah. So, in, but in minute, terms of like a story arc, it was just beautiful. Yeah, a, a bit longer I would have liked, but you know, you can't ask. Can't get everything we want, um, <laughs> but so for me that episode's on top so far, and then nose dives after that. So the, the third episode was shut up and dance, which is another amazing episode. Um, this is one of the most sort of horrific ones for me in a sense. Uh, so Kenny, a teenager, needs to install a malware remover on his laptop. Oh um, Jesus! After yeah. his sister had borrowed it without permission to illegally stream movies, an unseen hacker gains access to his laptop's webcam and records Kenny doing his thing in front of his computer. Um, and then they use that footage of him fiddling uh, as a blackmail to get him to do whatever they want. And then it spirals out from there, really. How are you guys feeling about this episode? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. As I said, it was it was definitely one of the darkest sort of episodes. And it was... A couple of a couple of the twists, I, I guess, I didn't really see coming. I mean, you could kind of they were quite obvious, I guess. But I just think so the which, way to which twist do you did you see? Because the twist, I the, the main twist to me was when you find out that he himself uh, is was watching Kitty Porn. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was it. I, yeah, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one coming really. 
at all. But I kind of uh, thought whatever he does, he's going to be revealed by this 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 sort of unknown force, this this blackmailing him. I thought whatever he does, this is going to be plastered everywhere anyway. Yeah, and then it, and it and it was. But also the dude, the dude who was played by Bron from uh, Bron, yeah, Bron Thrones, yeah. One one of Robson and Jerome. Yeah, I don't. Which one is he? Jerome. <laughs> yeah, he, I thought his character was quite good because he was kind of like quite refreshing. He was almost like the, uh, he was just like the straight guy and everything. He was just like saying what everyone was thinking, I guess, which was yeah. I think it's it, bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's good. I think it just shows you like that there's like a single mystery throughout the entire episode that just keeps you like who who are these people. That's like the mm. main question that like just keeps you watching and keeps you intrigued throughout the entire thing. And I, I yeah. don't quite, I don't know the ending. Like the, you know where they sort of it's a troll face and uh, they're they're just going to troll everyone. I don't know yeah. if I needed all that extra stuff with all the other people. It seemed kind of tacked no. on a bit. I, I yeah, think yeah. they probably just should have just focused completely on this kid. Yeah. So I had um, a very weird experience with this episode because it happened to be um, my partner was out her mother was staying over and I was like, do you like interesting things to watch? And so I ended up watching this episode with my partner's mother, um, who she's not squeamish. She's not like, (laughs) she's not squeamish or anything. She's just kind of, she's quite, you know, straight laced and open-minded. And obviously it starts off with this child just wanking at a laptop. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like normally like working (laughs) when sex scenes come on TV and your parents in the room, it's kind of awkward. But that must yeah, be like... Yeah. Just sat across you, on the chairs at the sofa. Did you look over it's in season... Not always, <laughs> did you, what it's did not you always say? like this. <laughs> but it's like... It I did was you, going, I was, did, did I you look over in season tape on your webcam and go, hmm? <laughs> 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 no, because I basically... <laughs> I told her about the first episode. She was like, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. I told her about the second one. And I was like, this one will probably be a bit flat and not so gory. Um, but it was one of those things, as we were watching it, where even she was saying that this stuff is very much real. This is very much like, there's no reason that a hacker couldn't do this and how easy mm. it would be. Right now. And the guy, the, the guy that played the kid did, I, I, out of sort of performances of the year, I'd give it to him because he portrayed that phenomenally well. And you do, you think in your head, you know, if you're, I don't know how old he was, 14, 15, mm. 16. And the minute and like a grown up or this unseen force is going, we've got you wanking on cam. You don't want mummy to find out. There is no end to what they do, and and it really isn't. And everything in that is just—I I said it on the previous ones as well—but every everything in that is just believable. But like now, yeah, it's, not, it's not not even near future, is it? That, I'm sure no. that probably. In fact, I think I read somewhere that that kind of thing does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, read that. I read a, I Maybe, read a story of that recently, actually. Yeah, I don't know how extreme those cases are. But I, I just I remember watching the part where he's in the bank and he's holding them up at gunpoint and he just starts pissing himself. Yeah. And at the moment you just go, you are going to be a phenomenal actor because you feel so so sorry for him yeah. in that moment. I think he's he quite well. I saw. Real, he? <laughs> he's a method actor, I believe. So <laughs> he just pissed himself um, for real. He, uh, one of the big websites, IGN or something, said that he was he was the best thing of 2016. Um, so he, he think he's been all right out of it. He's obviously a very talented actor. Uh, the only yeah, thing I didn't like or didn't make sense to me was that he won the fight. Like, you know, the fight. Yeah, 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 I was confused by that. Because the other guy was like, unless he had a knife on him or something, like. That's why they didn't show it, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I think they should have got a smaller guy. <laughs> I reckon he, I reckon he would have put, he would have played dirty. I reckon he would have like bit and scratched and maybe like slammed his head on a on a rock or something and then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so... I, yeah, I remember finishing that episode and obviously in terms of a satisfying ending, I feel like that's the most unsatisfied I've been. And I sat there when the episode ended and the credits rolled, just turned around to my partner's mum and we both looked at each other and went like, "What is life? There's yeah. there's clearly no hope." He's a bloody nonce, isn't he? He's a nonce. <laughs> After all of that. So, He's been fiddling at kiddies. I feel like the, the journey of the season is like... I can see what they've done now, because it starts off fairly light. It goes a lot darker. This is probably one of the darkest episodes oh, because of the, the, the theme and the the material, yeah. should we say. Um, I, did, I, did, I did read something similar, actually, quite, quite recently, that people um, get chatting to people on like dating websites, get them to Skype, with somebody they, they assume is going to be a lovely lady, ask her, ask them to do sort of like stuff, do some stuff on the, yeah. on, the on the webcam, and then they say like, "Oh, we've got this footage now. Uh, basically, we'll send it all to to all of your friends and family on Facebook, unless you transfer like five hundred quid right now." That's actually people, on them. Um, people like guys, suicide. <laughs> do you guys watch I'm a Celebrity? No. No. So that's <laughs> on them. And basically, no, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, the only reason I bring <laughs> the only reason I bring that up is one of the guys on that at uh, the minute is a, a stand-up comedian who quite early on in a series that happened to him, and he he told this story and basically said that he was catfished about five years ago and it was only last year that they put his video online and now his dick is just everywhere on the on the internet. His dick is everywhere on the internet. <laughs> his dick is just everywhere. Is that his new tagline from his go- website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name My, uh joel someone joel i don't know someone. yeah yeah joel someone my dick is everywhere <laughs> he should lean into that and make that his career i guess um, lean in, <laughs> i work in tech support and there's a lot of people who bring in laptops with like tape and stuff on their web cameras uh, so i always look at him like hmm, i know why you're trying to like cover your privacy i know <laughs> <laughs> It's they even remove it before they bring it in. No, it's worse as well because I've seen some people like blue tack on it, and it's like gone into the into the camera, <laughs> like gone <laughs> behind the glass. So it's like basically broke the uh, uh, broke the camera. Amazing. So, yeah. So I mean, just don't. I mean, do what you need to do. But bunch of nonces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get like a episode four is quite a nice episode. It's actually the only truly nice episode. San Junipero. Uh, so it says here, the year is 1987 and the setting is the scenic California beach resort town of San Junipero. A shy young woman, Yorkie, is visiting San Junipero for the first time and she heads to a crowded local bar called Tucker's. One of the first people she notices is Kelly, a vivacious party girl. Uh, and then, I mean, this is a a slow episode in the sense that it, it's like a, a, a very slow building romance and then they fall out and then they come together in the end. It's it's not like any other Black Mirror episode. It's also the only one that I'd say I can't see happening. What, like the technology? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think I, it will. <laughs> like, not, I, get, I, think I guess something similar. The only, the only bit I was confused by, right, let's, let's not, let's not, but initially, what did you guys think? Did you guys think it was time travel? Did you think augmented reality? I thought augmented reality. Um, and I thought yeah. it was like a game or something that people were playing. I didn't realize yeah. they were basically ghosts that of people that are living there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think like... I thought it was. I, I don't know. I got confused because it had that part where 
she goes into another bar and suddenly it's not 1987 anymore. It's a different time period. And I remember literally just stopping and rewinding it because it confused me. And I was like, oh, no, that actually did happen. It's, it yeah. sort of jumps around a bit. But I, I, I guess I thought more time travel. It's quite similar to Ready Player One. Have you guys? No, it's, guys all, it's somehow like to read list. Like it's, mm. I've heard only good things about it. Yeah, because it is quite similar to that, where the people are living sort of these lives basically throughout this augmented reality and presenting themselves as sort of like much younger, fitter, or different versions of themselves um, when they're actually just sat in a in a in a hut somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. it, it, it did remind me of that quite a lot. Did you like this episode? Like, out of all of them, how did you guys rate it? This, yeah, I think this was this was up there because it was so different, I think, because yeah. it was something that I didn't expect from Black Mirror at all. That's why it kind of affected me the most. Obviously, it was a nice sort of, it was a, it was a feel-good sort of episode, I guess, and also quite an interesting one in terms of what they did. I was quite confused, though. Do you think when you pass over into that augmented reality, hmm. like, are you... Essentially, are you gone? But this ghost of you exists. This kind of like well, well I mean, that's um, uh, a big. That's a big question <laughs> because um, I I personally think that you would be gone, and it would be if they can basically clone your hard drive, your organic yeah. hard drive, into this other one. And I don't think it'd be really you. Um, I just no. think it'd be a clone of you. There'd be no point, really. Yeah, come to think of it, like, there would well, there wouldn't really be any point. Like once you're no. gone, you're gone. Yeah. Well, unless unless you're in there for other people to to visit, or in there for other people to, to yeah. talk to still. Yeah, yeah, for, kind of... for other people, definitely. Actually, that does make sense. The yeah. way they kind of presented it though was that once you once you pass over, it's almost like you are still aware. That's yeah. a, I, I kind of I kind of got that got that vibe. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. still aware of yourself, so essentially you're still alive, and obviously. It is a metaphor for heaven, wouldn't it? That's why I kind of yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the, yeah. My favorite shot is right at the end when they're inside of what did they call it? Just just call it San Junipero, the, the system, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah they're all they're all yeah. dancing to the the lights of the music, and then it cuts to like a data bank, and it's just all of the little yeah, lights yeah. of the yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of the same music. It's a really nice shot. Um, yeah. but th- but this is um, basically one of Ray Kurzweil's. He's like a technology predictor person. Uh, it's a technical term. Um, this is one of his predictions that eventually we will just upload our brains to um, to a big cloud storage system, and then we would just be looked after by. After, this is after the singularity, so this is after robots are, are taking over the world and uh, maintaining it, and then we'll we'll just live in this, in this cloud system, and it will look and we can live whatever life we want. Um, so. And it's, it's the, this is the fur, this is the furthest reaching of all the episodes, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, I still only get five gigabytes of hard drive. <laughs> it, because it felt like how far in the future would you say it was? It felt like it was maybe like hundred years, something like that. Possibly. Well, going by Kurzweil's predictions, I'd say about fifty years. Fifty. Huh. Yeah, but I think I think that was one of the nice things was it is far-reaching technology, but they do it sort of set in the late eighties, so you've got that really kind of. Yeah, that I, I, position is really nice. Yeah, yeah, and just how they executed sort of a late eighties bar and the whole vibe of people dancing and what the atmosphere was like. I thought they did a fantastic job at sort of recreating that era that obviously I lived in at some point. Didn't, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it felt like really high quality. Like they put in a lot yeah. of effort to make everything as authentic as it could be. 
Yeah, it was really good. And I, I like the idea... Like, you could tell some... The thing is, a lot of these Black Mirror episodes, they introduce worlds where I feel like there could be a lot more story told. Um, so I like... You know, there's that other bar that's, like, on the outskirts where people... The, the, the ghosts who have gone a bit more depraved, um, they just go and sort of live out these sort of oh, yeah, sexual yeah. fantasies and stuff. I feel like it could be more like of a darker side of it as well, but we, he just didn't take that turn in this episode. Yeah, I didn't get really... I didn't buy into really the... Um... Ke- Kelly's, oh, excuse me. Uh, when they argue, sort of later on, I didn't feel like yeah. the motive for Kelly arguing with um, Yorkie was enough. It was like, oh, my husband, I had to watch him go. He didn't get to go here. Yeah, but she's just saying, you know, join me, have some fun. Yeah, it kind of felt. It kind of felt like it should have ended around about there, really, didn't it? Like it didn't need need that extra bit of drama. I don't think. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, maybe that's just because that whole drama, romance drama, is not really my thing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean. I guess I prefer the sort of the darker, not action episodes, but the, the ones that are sort of have a constant flow going forward. It's yeah. less of a, an emotional journey. Yeah. In terms of actually leaking information and driving the story forward, though, I thought it was fantastic. At Like I say, at one point I had to rewind it and I feel like that wasn't a bad thing. That was because they did their job well. There was like a sneaky snippet where something was changing. Yeah. And then they introduced that whole thing of not feeling pain. And they're on top of the roof and they talk about like jumpers or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was a bit like, at that point, I was like, yeah. something's happening here that is throwing me off of whack. So it was really nice drip feeding before it actually revealed what was going on. I think that's I think that's what they do really well in the entire series, like just drip feed information throughout the episodes to, because there's like very little exposition. It never feels exposition heavy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it never I, does. It, not at all, nice. yeah. No one sits there and goes, well, this is San Junipero, a place where... People yeah. who are old go to feel young again. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this is the longest episode. We might have split this episode into two episodes, by the way, because uh, we've still got a bit more to talk about like, over the hour. But episode five, Men Against Fire, uh, a military organization is battling a threat referred to as roaches, mutated leftovers of a biological weapon from an unspecified war. Stripe and Rayman are part of a squad who use an implant called Mass to help with strategic operations. Uh, so they're going around. It's, it's basically gamified a way to go around and, sh- and kill these uh, monsters. And then we sort of find out that the monsters aren't really monsters. They're just people who um, have genetic, not even genetic disorders, but just sort of... They're not as pure. They're not. Yeah. As, it's, it's like a whole Aryan thing, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. They're breeding out the weak. How do you guys feel about this episode in general? I feel, I feel like it was out of all of them. I felt like it was the weakest one. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure why. I think it was more so the fact that for me it was. Uh, I wouldn't say completely predictable. It was good in itself, but I kind of predicted what was going on quite early, and it was just. I, I guess a lot more of a, an obvious narrative than the others. Yeah, I think the the concept's quite strong, but the the, the actual story was. I don't know. It just didn't have the, the emotional uh, climax that I kind of would expect in the Black Mirror episodes. But I think I think they missed a trick. They should have told. If it was me, I would have split the the, the point of views in two. I would have told a story from one of the roaches' perspectives, but mm. not have them have them live out somewhere in in the in the wild wherever they are, and then have them talk about a threat that you presume is the is the roaches, but then you actually find out that it's the military. Uh, people and have the same thing sort of happen vice versa 
Um, Maybe Charlie Brooker will listen to this and then hire you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that, um, yeah, that, I think that would work a lot better because it is very much like, as, like the guy that plays the main character is a fantastic actor. Well, they all they all are, but yeah, I think it's it would have been stronger having those sort of two elements because it was only once he actually crossed and saw those other people, sort of the woman and the child, that I felt connected with it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Again, again, it was another me- it was another metaphor when it? it was metaphor for immigration. Yeah, yeah. Thinking this something like that. Pretty relevant, I think this one. Yeah, yeah. It, was re- it was relevant, but also feel like it it took some elements from the previous episodes and kind of like put that put it front and center. Yeah. Of the, yeah, I feel like VR and sort of augmented reality really have had an effect on these episodes, haven't they? Rather than the the previous ones, mm-hmm. I know we've had sort of like similar stuff, but this one's like probably like three episodes now with some sort of. I feel like in the first couple of seasons, um, the episodes were completely separate from each other, but this one, this season, it seems like they're building a universe because like the technologies are quite prevalent throughout them. Um, it, it, like I know he goes back to like the eye camera thing quite a lot and um, mm. some of the AR stuff, but it's, mm. it was good. I just I don't know. I just quite like the ending where what's his name from House of Cards is like torturing him. Um, mm. That was cruel. I I felt for him there, but I I also felt that the ending just in general was unsatisfying. I don't know why. I just I felt like I needed more rather than just him resetting and yielding. I kind of wanted it to feel like there was something more. Yeah, I don't know what 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 could you, I don't know what you could put on the end there though, unless he kills himself or something. I don't know. Yeah, I but, wanted, yeah. It, wanted him to get some sort of I don't know, do the right thing or get some sort of revenge for the roaches, but stab out his eyes. Just I'm obsessed with eyes this episode for some reason. <laughs> stab out the eyes. Stab out the eyes. Yeah, for, I think for me this is the weakest episode. Uh, but it's still good. I still maybe that's it. why they put it one before the last one. Yeah, maybe, maybe they knew. Yeah. So mm. the, the the last one is the Hater in the Nation. This is like a feature length film length. Um, yeah, yeah. DCI Karen Park has been summoned to hit a hearing to discuss her involvement in a case on May fifteenth of the previous year. Journalist Joe Powers was found dead at home with a throat cut. Um, Powers had recently been subjected to online death threats after she published a column uh, critical of disabled activist suicide. Karen investigates Power's death and meets up with a new partner, Blue, who is transferred from a cyber forensics department due to being changed by a child kidnapping case you solved. Uh, it's a long episode. It's about... Um, Bees. There's, there's so many elements to this episode. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's it's basically about, like, social media hate and, like, rage porn. And when I say rage porn, I mean people just jumping on a bandwagon and get angry and, and uh, like, death, like throwing death threats at people. They have no intention of actually hurting. Hmm. It's just, I think it's just like the it, the ease of Twitter and being able to like talk to someone directly to like a celebrity or just like the president. Yeah. <laughs> you could just tell him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, when have we had that? The ability to do that, really? Yeah. Like the whole social media like shaming thing is is pretty pretty dark. I mean, I can't imagine how many people have committed suicide because of like online bullying and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's probably um, loads, isn't it? So, I mean, I actually kind of agree with the <laughs> the guy's motives. Maybe I wouldn't do the same thing as what he did. But I, I like, yeah. I think he's coming from a, a sort of correct place. Hmm. Um, I think it highlights as well how quickly people do jump on bandwagons because even, obviously, despite 
the the discovering and the nation realizing that hashtag death to kills people mm. they kind of still absolve blame and just go oh yeah. well i've done it because thousands of other people are doing it so what differences make someone's gonna die yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah and it's interesting to think that people eventually were held accountable for something they probably didn't even give that much thought at the time yeah even 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 when it was obvious that this hashtag was actually killing people you know people were still doing it probably even more yeah do you feel like i mean this is probably the only episode that has like a actual sort of moral lesson in it i think like be more be more responsible with your what you're saying online um but i actually thought this episode shouldn't have just been one episode i feel like these characters could go on and do a whole season of of um that could be a whole show in itself yeah yeah, oh, yeah definitely because it felt it felt I felt a little bit like Luther in terms of like the yeah yeah sort of it was in London wasn't it, it was set in London yeah yeah I think so yeah. sort of like quite the sort of like London set sort of uh, sort of crime procedural procedural thing with, with drama a, yeah with like a near future uh, twist on it I really like it I also love that whole power hungry in essence side of um is it that the mayor gets targeted. And when yeah. he's targeted, that's when he's just like, I don't care about anyone else. Just, you know, change it, just fix it, just make it so that something else happens. Yeah. But obviously it's it is the public actually being democratic in a way in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see Benedict Wong in something again as well. I really like Benedict Wong. Was uh, he yeah. the agent guy that was sort of on their back? Uh yeah. I, I, yeah. I think he's Chinese. Sure. I'm just the guy that presses me. the button in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He fucks it all up, doesn't he? Yeah, he's at a beast. Yeah. One of, he is uh, ruined. <laughs> I really like uh, the two main characters. Like, um, I feel like it's just a really smart decision having two pretty strong female characters. They're not, they're not like overly heroic, heroic or anything like that. They're just real people. Um, yeah. And yeah, they just seem like really cool characters. I'd love to see more of them. Yeah, because I, yeah, I wasn't so sure about um Kelly, is it Kelly McDonald, the the main the main character, the one from Train Spotting? Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. Yeah, but yeah I love them. Go on. I wasn't so sure about her to start with, but then I think she kind of like seemed like much more interesting character as time time yeah. drew on, and yeah, her think, sort of partner as well. Yeah, the beginning part where she's kind of in court, and then how that comes around again to she's in court and the rest of it happens. I felt like that was a bit of a slow burner, but mm, with yeah. um, with Faye Marzi's character. I thought that I loved everything she did, but she was also the convenience. Mm. It was just like, oh, I found this. Oh, I've also found this. So, was, but I guess yeah. you get a lot of that in. She's good at her job. Yeah, yeah. 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 Should be applauding her. <laughs> I also <laughs> love the whole premise of artificial bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I imagine that might ha- something similar to that may happen at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just it's just a great episode. I think it's the best way to end the season. When the when the artificial bees were introduced, sort of like in the opening minutes, did you think that they were going to be a major well, part so, of, of the story? Somebody had put some like tweeted something about the bees, so, so I sort of had an inkling that they were going to be a pretty big part. And, and, and then when Thingy the died, bees! <laughs> the bees, yeah, it's sort of new. But I mean, it, it's just a good episode. I, I like. I think the motives of the of the the villain was like spot on, like mm. sort of understandable in a way. And um, just just a great story, just a fully well told story. Do you feel like you came? Did you come away from the episode being more scared of bees or less scared of bees? I like bees. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big bee fan. I like bees. Yeah, I'm more of a wasp guy. No, no, no. Oh, wasp guy. See that's... if you got. See if you guys can. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a part of a film now, and you try and tell me what film it is because it's, 
in my it's been in my head for years and i don't know why i've never actually tried to hunt it down in a film there are like bees or wasps trying to get into a house and some guy like runs a bath gets in the bath and he's got like a tube so he can breathe and they can't like get to him because they're in the water but i think one goes down the tube what <laughs> I've, film is I've, that? I've seen i've seen a film about killer bees before it may be that one, but they're in a house and trying to get away. Yeah, and the bees they're in a house. Yeah. I think it must be the same film. It must be just be Attack of the Killer Bees or something like that. I'm going to have to Google this. I think I, I think I saw it as a kid and I was just like, yeah. it's always kind of like stuck with me, this in a bath with all these bees trying to get you. It's, mm. it's weird oh. those, those films that stick with you. There's one film that I always think about. It's um, it's like Attack of the Killer Clowns or something. And like I just got, I remember my dad watching it and I was like really young watching it and and they're like shooting, the clowns are shooting people with like rice guns or something. And I just remember like, <laughs> I don't know if I dreamt it, but it was like, they were like shooting people with like Rice Krispies. And so, it, maybe this doesn't exist, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 did, I did have something similar to that as well when I was a kid. Um, my, my dad was watching a film and it's called The Unnameable. And I think it was like a HP Lovecraft monster oh, type cool. film. Yeah. And in my head, I, I remembered it quite vividly. It was quite horrific. Sort of like a weird female demon thing with, horrible wings and she used to like rip people apart and stuff and uh, I, I found it like on DVD in, in, in some shop like a few years ago and I bought it and it is absolutely terrible it's the <laughs> worst it's like the worst film ever I'm like how did this ever scare me it's just so ridiculous there, there was a similar one for me um, my dad was watching I can't know what it is it's a Stephen King story I believe and then the, the, the main demon guy is, is Billy Zane and um they're like in a house, they're trying to get away from him, and he's got these like demon buddies and stuff. Like, I right, remember watching it. it from behind the sofa. My dad was watching it, and I, was, <laughs> I had nightmares for weeks from that film. But um, I'm sure if I watched it now, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be probably be pretty terrible. But see, I'm a different caliber. I remember my first proper nightmares came from watching one of the Simpsons Street House of Horror with Mr. Burns <laughs> as a vampire. Oh my that- god. Literally, like, I must have watched that when I was about six or seven, and for weeks I could not sleep. Simpson, hey? Is, were you, are, you, are you scared of the uh, the uh, the bit where he goes down the stairs and then um, he, 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 like, he can't help himself, he has to turn it into a slide, and he slides yeah, down yeah, yeah. And there at the bottom. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. an episode, I like that episode. Yeah, that one, I'm fine with it now, but at the time, as a kid, that just got me, I don't know. I remember being a bit freaked out by Mr. Burns when uh, they thought he was an alien, but he was just like dosed up on, he was just dosed up on something, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. Giant, yeah. giant. Yeah, eyeballs. he comes out of the woods. He's just like, it's all going green. Yeah. 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 And was like, it's an alien. Oh my god, we come in peace. And he's just like, he's actually just been dosed up on something, and the reason he's glowing is just like some sort of radioactive <laughs> material stopping him aging. Was that the same one where he finds out he's immortal because he has every known virus and they're all blocking each other from doing their job? <laughs> That's amazing. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so let's quickly rank up the episodes. Um, okay. What's your favourite episode? Two. The augmented reality. I think I'll agree. I don't, ben, I don't know if, how you feel about that. Uh yeah, I did like that one. I feel my favourite one probably is San Junipero, though, just because for me, it felt like it was just so different that it felt everything like a Black Mirror episode, but also nothing like one. Yeah. And it, I, think, I think it was the one that stuck with me the most. I think I would always judge the episodes of Black Mirror by how, how long they stick with me and how much I really sort of give them thought. And I think every, probably every other episode, I kind of didn't take that much away from it. Yeah. With San Junipero, I think I did. So 
Mm. It's interesting. I think the episode two, the playtest playtest episode for me is the perfect example of what I think Black Mirror should be. Um, so yeah, yeah. Bearing, oh, yeah. Is, like, it's, 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 it's not. It's like the complete opposite, but it's still pretty amazing. Yeah. I'd mm. probably say uh, maybe I think San Juniper might be like my second favorite on there. Yeah, my second will be um, Shut Up and Dance. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll go for Shut Up and Dance for my second as well. Um, I don't know how, to, how easy it's going to be to do. So, what about your third favorite episodes? Uh, third, possibly hated in the nation. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Hated in the nation was next. I think mine might be nosedive. Yeah, yeah, because because that was probably a little bit because it was my introduction into it, but also because yeah, it was just, it was just beautifully filmed. Yeah, it's a good episode. I think might be shut up and dance. Um, and then. What about four? What are you guys thinking for that? Yeah, probably play test for me. Is that that's what it's called, wasn't it? Play test. Yeah, yeah. Because as you said, it was like the quintessential Black Mirror episode, wasn't it? It was the one, and it's also probably when I've been talking about this new series, it's probably the one I've told people about the most because it's the one you can kind of like talk about without necessarily having to spoil too much. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's like this. This is this is essentially the premise of it, and this mm. is the and a lot of freaky shit happens. <laughs> I think mine's San Junipero. Cool. Uh, yeah. no, nosedive for me, I think. And then we've got like the last two, so five and six. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Okay, I know which ones I've got. Yeah, I know. I hate I... By the Nation is my five. Yeah, mine too. I thought it was yeah. fantastic, but I also thought that <clears throat> yeah, the, the others sort of overshadowed it. Hmm. Um, I've got, well, I'll probably go for Nosedive as my number five, I think. And then uh, Men Against Fire at the last one. Against Fire. Yeah. Uh, See, I, I still I do like Men Against Fire. It's not. Like yeah, I'm it's not that they're terrible. bad episodes. Yeah. No, I I just think it's for me. Like the first half of the episode felt felt really good, and it kind of just sort of trails off. Yeah. Even even with that twist that comes in, that sort of tells you who the roaches really are. I would like to. I would like to find out a little bit more about that world as well. Sort of what's happened, and yeah, I think that might. Yeah. It's very self-contained, isn't it? It very much revolves around him, the girl, and then the boss. Yeah. And did it really explain why these people were being thought of as roaches? But then you also had like another community that was like living out in the sticks, and yeah. they were, but they weren't. They weren't roaches because they never really mentioned when they were talking about the roaches. They never really mentioned that they were just other people. They kind of just yeah. went, yeah. They spoke about the roaches. As that that felt like that was there to really cement the idea in in the audience of these roaches are like monsters or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's it's a good episode, but it didn't quite live up to the to the standard of the isn't it? I think. Um, yeah. So this is the that's all the episodes. I'm afraid. I feel like we finally got Black Mirror out of our system. <laughs> Maybe. Never talk of it again. <laughs> Let's talk about the Christmas special on the next episode. There's a Christmas special. Oh, have you not seen it? No. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, last Christmas. I've, I've, had, oh, yeah. I oh, had, a okay. had Rafe Spall and John Ham. I wonder if they do another one this year. Yeah, that'd Probably be good. Uh, the but, Christmas special is crazy. Yeah. Mm. I like that. It's a good episode. There's um, a reveal in the Christmas special where I was just like, holy shit. Holy shit. That, holy that, shit. that whole like, internet dating style one where it's like the. the the, the the six guys watching him and sort of coaching him through the thing and then oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah. date kills him. 
It's pretty horrific. <laughs> um, Unlucky. Yeah. Cool. Let's let's wrap up then because this has been a long episode. Um, mm. Thanks for listening. If you like Black Mirror, let us know which one you liked and which one you didn't. Um, why? And go to www.hawkandcleaver.com. Yes. Oh. Hi, cat. This is a... <laughs> <laughs> just give you a quick... Uh, yeah, so my, my cat just got in the way there. Just a few <laughs> um, Cool, okay. Uh, anyone want to send anyone anywhere? Uh, find me on all social media channels at Wilcox Author, all one word. Uh, uh, yes. Luke Condor and Ben. Uh, ben underscore Errington. Everywhere. Everywhere. Nice one. I'm going to start. Welcome to the Stone We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. Still hungering for some podcast goodness? Then why not check out our other show, The Other Stories. Oh, and did you know, every time you leave us a review in the iTunes store, a puppy is born. Cute, eh? Anyway, toodle pip.